I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome to Oops! The Podcast. Julio Gallarotti, uh, joined by Ryan Lynch here. Hey everybody. You have a nice little golf outfit. Thank you. This is my favorite shirt. For anybody who calls you Little Fran, this is like a very Little Fran outfit. I like it, dude. Thank you. you look very swag. Thank you. Uh, very golfy. Thank you. Like you're ready to go crush it. Dude, so first of all, wanted to say thanks to everybody for uh, enjoying the pod and hanging with us, sending emails, uh, buying merch, engaging. Uh, we, you know, it's been a crazy kind of setting up the new pod and all that stuff, but I feel like we've caught our stride now and we're rocking and rolling. Looking forward to having more good familiar guests on who are interesting and all that stuff. Ryan and I doing our episode as well, letting her rip. So uh, we appreciate you guys and uh, thank you for all the support. I'm going to be in Detroit, uh, House of Comedy, last week in September, October 14th, uh, hereafter at the Crocodile in Seattle, November 10th, Coastal Creative in St. Pete, Florida. Uh, and check out my Afghanistan video uh, series on the Oops YouTube channel. Anyway, here we are back in the mix. Uh, dude, I started watching a show last night that I can't believe I didn't know it existed yet, but it is a must watch in my opinion. It is called Chimp Empire. Mm. It's on Netflix. And basically it's like a docu-series about uh, the biggest sort of society of chimpanzees in the world in I think Uganda, somewhere in the forest. And they talk, so first of all, all the characters have names and it is, you know, they know who these different characters are. I don't know if they actually have named them. I've known other like primate documentaries. They actually name these animals when they're born so they can kind of like track them, monitor the population. Uh, and so I'm assuming maybe these are the names that they were actually given. Uh, some of the names are pretty funny, but like, they set up the kind of dynamics of the society in this way that is crazy. You feel like very quickly you're just watching people. Like a TV show? No, like human being people. Okay. Like this is our closest relative, the chimpanzee. We share 98% of the same DNA. They are highly emotional creatures, social creatures. And uh, I think Mahershala Ali does the, the voiceover. But dude, it is crazy to see the dynamics in this society and what their days are like and shit and sort of the interpersonal dynamics. So they sort of like are talking about the alpha male. Who's this, this chimp Jackson Jackson. He's getting older. The second in command is sort of his like right wing guy, his like rider. Uh, I forget his name, but he is the biggest chimp in the entire forest. This guy is like a gigantic chimp. I forget his name. But chimp number three, who's young, he's only like 21. Apparently they, they can live to be in their 60s or whatever. This 21-year-old chimp is a big troublemaker, dude. He's like the Max Verstappen to the F1 documentary of this chimp documentary. Mm -hmm. And his name's Abrams. Abrams. And they show him in this really menacing way where they're like, Abrams is too young to be challenging for the alpha title, but... He happens to be like super self-assured, super confident, super ambitious. And he just seems like, you know, that narcissistic friend you hate 
who you also love, but he's just like a pain in the ass in your life. But it, so immediately it sets the stage and I was like, holy shit, dude, I need to watch this entire show. So if you guys are looking for something to watch, highly recommend Chimp Empire on Netflix. Since they're so close to being human, do they notice the cameras? I don't know. I feel like they'd be very much aware. I wonder if they have like remote cameras so eventually they get used to it. Because uh-huh. I was watching a thing where like, and not to just talk about nature constantly, I do like nature shows. It's part of why I'm on this new like save the world kick. Mm-hmm. But dude, like I was watching uh, Our Planet 2 on Netflix as well and they showed the salmon swimming upstream and there are these freshwater seals that are trying to catch them and they keep running away. So what the seals do, they hide in plain sight. They just sit there waiting and then eventually the salmon resume their activities and the seals pick them off. And the seals also know the difference between the women and the men because the women have like these eggs that are protein rich and they, so they, they actually won't go for the guys. Mm-hmm. They only want the chicks, dude. Fucking sound like Danny Palmer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but dude, uh, yeah. So I wonder if like, it's the same thing with the chimps where like, if the cameras are there long enough, they just sort of get used to it and I mean, don't give a shit. Um, I think to some degree they're used to interacting with humans. So I don't. I don't really know, dude. Have you seen the documentary of the making of Planet Earth? Yeah, yeah. Does that show like a lot of the behind the scenes? Yeah, it's really cool. It kind of helps you out. Yeah, figuring out how they're able to capture all this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Part of me like out. doesn't doesn't want to know, mm-hmm. but the thing that's crazy about it is like the way that they set it up. So it depends. Like if you watch Planet Earth, usually. If you like watch it on the BBC, at the end of every episode, it shows you. But then when it goes to streaming, it'll make an entire episode that's just the BTS episode Mm -hmm. that shows all of them as a compilation, which is both work in some capacity. But it's way less high tech than you would think, which I think is crazy. Like people are super involved and doing crazy shit to capture this stuff. It doesn't just automatically happen. Like they show one thing, I forget, I think it's in Frozen Planet. They show one thing where like they're trying to capture um, a glacier or an iceberg or whatever, like melting into the ocean, like where, where it just like collapses and a bunch of it falls into the ocean. And it's really hard to do because you can't like get close enough. So they have this high speed drone, but they need to be like standing by waiting for when it happens. And basically like they have to get lucky and, and capture it. So mm-hmm. all really crazy stuff. Um, but dude, when the salmon were swimming upstream, like they're, they're committing suicide. It's like the biggest mass suicide in nature. They're swimming upstream for their final hurrah where they're going to lay their eggs. It's, it's honestly a fascinating, incredible thing. They swim across the sort of Bering Sea or whatever, like the North, North, whatever it is, like between Russia and Alaska. And then they go from the ocean into these like smaller things where they swim upstream and, you know, bears pick them off, whatever. And I'm just kind of thinking like these, why are they like running away so desperately? I get that they like mate finally, they they spread their eggs and then they eventually die. And I wonder after that moment, if they actually just die right away or if they're just like, they make a deal with a bear somewhere. They're like, all right, dude, I'm, <laughs> once I lay my eggs, I'm yours, dude. As long as you like, I don't know, protect mm-hmm. my offspring. Dude, one thing that was crazy and I rewound it in bed the other night and Hillary looks at me and goes, are you serious? But the salmon were mating and and shooting their spawn and and they and making o faces dude they were like going oh, oh, oh. i was like are these salmon fucking nutting dude like this is insane hillary's like really honey really you wanted to show her or just get a second second view of that <laughs> she just thought that it was like 
ridiculous. I don't know. I want no. I wanted to get a second view for myself, but I also enjoy trying to make her watch stuff. I've realized, mm-hmm. which doesn't always work. But dude, speaking of which, we were watching. I think you should leave the other day, and Corn Cob TV, the Corn Cob TV sketch came on. And the part where he's like, the bodies are just falling out of these caskets. And Hil- <laughs> oh. dude, Hillary just starts dying, dude. She started laughing. You're like, yes. I was like, we may just get her oh, on board, dude. That's great. Um, we may just get her on board. So, dude, like, you know, sometimes I have I dream about, like, crazy shit happening. You know what I mean? Like, random. You know, I always joke that, like, some really well-to-do guy who's, like, a huge philanthropist is going to see my videos and be like, the world needs more of these, more of this how much money do you need to only have to focus on this mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, dude? Mm-hmm. Let's let's make the world a better place. You've talked about this before. Yeah, I quote him 20 mil, whatever. And now my projects are bankrolled forever. I'm traveling the world at my leisure, make shooting this amazing shit four, four times a year, involved in the post-production but not doing it myself. And I'm able to have a healthy balance between avidly traveling, going to every country in the world and raising a family and being a good, a good partner and all this. I dream about this, you know, like, why not, man, let's manifest it. That's a good deal. You know? So anyway, a friend of mine, dude, and you know, granted this person's very, this person's successful for sure, but they're not like a household name yet by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But some guy came up to him and basically offered him, uh, he offered him $5 million or something for I think 5% of his career earnings for the next 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. And he ended up saying no to this. Mm -hmm. Now, will he make that much in the next 10 years? Yeah, probably like for sure. Will he make 10 times that in the next 10 years? I I don't think, I don't know. Or 20 times. It'll have to be 20 times. Who knows? Probably. Maybe, Maybe he'll be so successful. But to me, I'm like, wow, like what a deal. I would take that for sure. Now, Hill Dog made the point. She's like, okay, but like, who's making this deal with you? You know what I mean? Do you know the person? What's the deal? Like, off off the top. Now, who knows who this person... I don't know anything about the, pre- the people involved. Mm-hmm. But it sounds too good to be true, of course. But the guy even talked to his lawyer about it. And he's like, is this kind of shit happening? The lawyer's like, yeah, I hear about this stuff all the time. It's like, oh, whoa. Dude, I would a million percent take that. And, and, and I think they had said, he said something like, there's some sort of tax write-off thing potentially, but also another popular reason why it might happen is because of money laundering. Mm-hmm. So, but listen, I have a lawyer involved. I'm covering myself. You're in the clear. Who knows what kind of money laundering is going on? I always say this. I'm for sale as long as three these three things are not in play. I'm not hurting somebody else. That's uh, That's a selfish decision that I can't sleep with. I'm not really hurting somebody else. Now, depends what kind of hurt we're talking. If I punch someone in the face or something, and then I can cut them on the back, cut them in on the back, and then we all win, great. But mm-hmm. if a situation where I am fucking somebody over and they're getting nothing out of it for my own gain, that's a tough pill to swallow for me. I have to have an extremely high chance of survival, and my quality of life should not decrease afterward. So, you know, some sort of thing, if they're like, all right, well, you have to give up your foot, but you get a bunch of money. I'm probably not going to do that. Mm-mm. If uh, they're like, you know, you you know what I mean? Or or if it's like you have to do this this thing where you have a 50-50 chance of survival. I'm not doing that either. So all that aside, I can be bought, baby. I would have no hangups about doing some weird ass sex shit. I don't give a fuck, dude. I wouldn't afterward be like, I can't believe I did that. I'm gross. I would not feel that way at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a short task that takes two seconds and then I get to be rich after. Are you out of your mind, dude? Bring it on. 
whatever weird shit you have in mind, bring it on. I don't care if I'm, you know, hobbling around for a week because of whatever's happened to me. Uh, again, like I said, no chance. Uh, my, my quality of life will not be ruined afterward. Therefore, I'm not going to get a disease. Whoever I'm partaking, whoever I'm doing this with is, has been tested for everything. I'm not going to get shit. And it's not going to be like they're sticking a boulder up my something mm -hmm. because that feels like it would do permanent damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like all this into taking all this into account, I can be bought. I've gotten myself in trouble by doing that in the past. I worry about airing this person out because I don't want to, you know, it's fine. Nothing that bad happened from it. But can we tell the story? We can bleep. A couple of my colleagues have talked about it in a little bit more depth. Okay. So that might be a, a clue. Some of my comedy compatriots, people who I've opened for, certain people who are extremely noteworthy, perhaps, uh, who you all know, maybe, have talked about it. Okay. Ryan's like, That's enough. Ryan's like, you don't give away too much. Uh, but anyway, so there was this guy who used to come around, and he was this guy. He was a manly guy, and... A friend brought him around, so I never questioned it. I was like, oh, if so-and-so knows this person, they theoretically vouch for them. So I don't expect anything weird to come out of this. Um, so basically, and maybe I gave off the wrong vibe because this only happened to me. It didn't happen to the other people involved. But this guy would come to your show. He'd tell you you were so great and how talented you are. He'd give you a big hug. It was maybe, the hug was maybe long enough that it was a bit of a red flag. How many, how many seconds are we talking? Mm. Mm. Little rub on mm. the back. Enough for all those noises to happen. Embrace, and a, a grip. embrace, embrace, tighter, tighter, tighter. Gripping. It's not just the manly pat. Uh huh. Body to body hug with this man. Uh, and he'd 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 want to invite you to do stuff. He'd bring you to 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 spots to you go get drinks with them. You talk. You mess around. Not sexually. You just ha ha whatever. Like. Oh, ha, ha. Um. And then he'd slip you a hundred bucks. Slip it in your pocket. And when you saw him, you're psyched because you're like, oh, I'm going to get some cash from this guy. Hell yeah. Fuck mm. yeah. Um, so we would always joke. And he was sort of grooming, grooming me a little bit, I feel like. Because he'd be like, I would joke, you know, every guy's got his price, right? And he'd be like, ha ha, every guy's got his price. Ha 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 ha. And then one day he hit me with like a Facebook message basically being like, listen, you know, I, I know I said that, but that wasn't a joke. <laughs> And then he painted a picture of why it would be so advantageous for both of us to participate in this sort of stuff. So he's like, listen, you know, I don't want to just hang out with some broad who's going to take my money and, and, you know, not even appreciate me. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just, you know, hang out with one of my buddies, you know, blow him <laughs> and then watch the game, you know? And, uh, you know, also telling you about all the great stuff he does. He seemed like a super successful guy. Wow. So cool. Um, and I was reading this. And I'm like, damn, unfortunately the money just wasn't quite there. Mm. The money wasn't quite there for me to consider this. How, with this, what, what with this your, guy, what would your price be? He was, he, he just was like older guy. You know what I mean? It was, it just wasn't, he wasn't offering enough cash. Gotcha. So I politely declined. He saw, and I tried to keep it brief. I didn't want to, I, I was like, okay, this is what this is. I should have seen this coming. I didn't try to get into it too much with him back and forth, but at some point he kind of was a little salty about it, about my reply. And I was like, listen, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be unappreciative of the offer. I just, I just don't think that's for me. Uh, and then we've kind of, he'll hit me up every once in a while over the years and ask me about something and, and it's fine. It's all good. No, no hard feelings there. Cool. Uh, but the money wasn't quite there. It just wasn't there. Mm. It would have to be a lot more. 
can you give us a ballpark of how much the money would need to be? No, because I don't want this to turn into like weird messaging. It all, a lot of things come into play, you know, now we we're looking at the candidate who's involved. So if the person is oh, like, yeah. if the person's changes. put together, they don't smell, you know, these, this all, this gives you leverage. Like I do it for less, mm-hmm. but if you're kind of, if you're kind of gross and I'm not saying this guy was, he was just like older, like, I, I don't know. It wasn't into him. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. Uh, and you know, so it would cost him a bit more. So I think he, we're, we were looking at kind of like thousand bucks talk and I was like, dude, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of left it at that, but not to say, and I was joking with my pals at the time. I'm like, dude, get your money up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk, dude, you know? Uh, but I mean, you know, maybe I'm not, the reason why this isn't work is because I'm probably just not worth it either. I'm not worth the amount of money that I'd want. So the, do- so the conversation sort of ends there. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, dude, I'd rather do some shit like that than like have to do a job I hate for six years. For real, dude, think about it. Like you just have to do some, some unpleasant sexual act with somebody you're not attracted to consensually mm-hmm. or do a job that you hate for six years. Oh, I pick the sexual shit all day. Same. That's why. That's but why. You, this is, but you have to pick either in this scenario. Now, if you don't have to pick, then of course you just do neither. Yeah. But sorry. What were you saying? And it, it, there's so many variables that come into play. The age, the cleanliness, the attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Somebody DM'd me and asked me for pictures of my feet. Really? And I uh, for cash. <laughs> I made a. I made a little bit of cash. You sent them? Yeah. Out of boy. Uh, I think I've made three hundred dollars hustling out if here you guys on want the some, Oops Pod. If you guys want some pics? Send me a DM. I'm. Sh- I'll shamelessly. Uh, Ryan's got some nice hooves on him. I got. I don't. This guy. Oh, I don't know why. Wanted. He just messaged me. He said, "Hey, love some pictures of your feet." And then I worked out a deal with him. How, how did he send you the money? Venmo. Venmo. Hell yeah. Can dude. I just read you the negotiation? Feet man, hit quick? me up, dude. We hustle on this podcast. I got to read you the negotiation because it was, I, I gave him the full sales. Uh, <laughs> full Ryan sales. Yeah. I'd be willing to share three units. One second. <laughs> Let me pull this up real quick. Just a, just a piece of this yeah. is, is good. So I get a DM run one day from some guy. You can just uh, keyword search feet. No, I got it. I'm just <laughs> scrolling back. Uh, so he said, he said, may I please buy barefoot picks? I said, how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> nice. Dude. As soon as he, as soon as I got no, the message, I was no like, I've been waiting hang-ups. for this. This is New York City, baby. We hustle to survive. Uh, he said, I'm only, I'm open to what you think is fair, especially if I can buy frequently. So, oh, I, yeah. recurring. So, so I wanted to make, I think originally I wanted to to land at sixty dollars for a picture of my foot. So you always gotta, you know, you start high and settle low, just in case you haven't negotiated before. So you I don't want to start too high, right? Because then that just stops the conversation. Exactly. So you know, I, I went online. I looked up what's the average price for a foot pick. Smart. And it said anywhere from twenty to a hundred dollars. Okay. And I'm a, we'll we'll take it we'll take into consideration that's probably an average foot. My foot is in the average range. I what size foot are you? Uh, ten foot five. Solid. Right. Ten foot five. 10, 10, what is that? 10.5? I've, I've Classic Ryan, dude. Classic Ryan. 10.5. Okay, 10.5. 10 Solid. Solid. 10 foot 5. 10 foot 5. Okay, you know what I mean. So I said, I've taken requests before. So I already want him to know that I've already been in this world. I'm, You're like, my I'm, feet are 10 foot 5. They're the biggest feet in the world. <laughs> I said, uh, I've taken requests before. I normally charge between 70 to 90 per pick. I'm going to ask for 80 for. 
we haven't exchanged <laughs> photos together yet. I can bring that down to 70 after the first one. And we can discuss packages after that if you're still interested. <laughs> and so we landed packages. there. Packages. Yeah. So we landed there. He said, works for me. Cash app. I'm like, no, Venmo. I don't do cash app. I don't do Zelle. Just Venmo because it's easy for me. And uh, we exchanged. And uh, I'll show you the pic. Nice, dude. I nice. was in a... Uh, it's a post-gym foot pic. Oh, yeah. I was in anthropology shopping with uh, my girlfriend. We were buying candles. And uh, I was like, I'll be right back. I went outside. I sat on a bench. I took my sneaker off, whipped off my sock, took a picture of my foot, sent it to him. He Venmoed me uh, right away. Hell, yeah. And he always asked for half first. Yeah, deposit. You got to ask for a deposit. So and I, I've, made, I've made a couple hundred bucks off of him. Dude, hell yeah. Does she know about this? Oh, yeah. She her, loves it. My parents are they're like, <laughs> yes, Rye. Like, that's great. I tried to hustlers the, mentality. Telling my grandparents about this was such a it was such a unfathomably foreign concept to them. <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> you did what with your feet? Oh I was my like, God. Nana, this is this is 2023. Like, this is empowering. Concrete Jeez. jungle where dreams are made of. Clip, clip. Dude, so, that is phenomenal. You never know. So that, that's my price. 70 to seventy to 90 for, for the pick. Dude, one of my buddies, we should maybe get him on the pod because he has the craziest stories. This guy, he might as well just be a gigolo, dude. And I think he's had times where he's like gotten paid to like go to parties with a girl whose ex-boyfriend was going to be there. And he gets paid to do it. And then they end up like sleeping together. So like, he's like sort of a gigolo, but not. I don't want to air him out in case what he is, What is a gigolo? A guy who bangs people for money. It's what a male it? prostitute, right? I don't know. He's like, he's, so he'll be like, he's he'll do like escort kind of stuff. And he's like a big muscular guy. Uh, and he's so funny, dude. Like he has the, and he doesn't give a shit. Like he'll tell you these stories in the most like straightforward, shocking fashion. Mm -hmm. He has a couple that really stand out to me that are funny. We used to tempt together and occasionally he'd be like, dude, one sec, I got to go like take a picture of my dick. Cause this guy's like paying me 300 bucks. I'm like, I don't know. So like, he's a, he's a savage. He's he, like, super does, blase about doesn't it. even care. He's the most like pragmatic guy. He's like, dude, yeah, like $300. Like I don't care. So two stories stand oh, out yeah. to me. So I was like bringing that up to him and he's like, oh yeah, dude. He's like, I just mailed a guy my dirty underwear like with you know with you know in them also i feel like icky saying it on the pod but you you know <laughs> we don't talk like that on the pod you know whatever those salmon were shooting out of them mm. the man the, the human version of that in the underwear as well mailed it to somebody for 500 bucks he had just done that my favorite how much 500 500 bucks which you know, i'm thinking and all you're doing well with the feet compared to you don't have to send soiled underwear around <laughs> Uh, they'll all do that too if anybody wants them. Imagine there's just like a new app for that. Like get your celebrities, your favorite celebrities underwear. That's kind of clever. That's not bad. Uh, but dude, it's so like cameo. Yeah, totally. I'll make you. Yeah, I'll make you guys sign an NDA probably if we do some sort of weird shit. But anyway, dude, uh, he told me the, one of my favorite stories <laughs> so pragmatically, uh, and hopefully we'll have him on so he can tell it some one of these days. But he was catering a party for some like older guys, whatever. Uh, he was like the bartender, whatever. I'm like, I don't know if this is a thing that you guys do where you live, but I've noticed a lot in New York City that someone will just like, <laughs> they'll hire a bartender to just work in their apartment. Like you have all the alcohol, you have everything ready, but they just come and pour the drinks for people, which is kind of a cool thing. And That's it's like, sweet. it's a fun way to make the party seem more formal and like whatever. So he would do, he was doing this. The party starts winding down. He's breaking down the bar and the guy who's who's hosting the party it's just they're they're there alone now and he's sitting on the couch sort of sipping his drink looking at him as he's breaking down the bar 
And it's kind of weird, but at some point the guy goes, how much to see it? And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, how much to see it? To pull it out and show me. And my, my friend immediately is like, thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even think twice. He's like young at this point too. This is guy is like already been through some shit apparently. He's just like hardened by the streets, hustling. He's ready to make the cash. Thousand bucks. Guy goes, all right. Pulls his pants down, takes it out. Kind of like gives it a quick tug just to kind of fluff it up a bit. But not like he's not like jerking it or anything. He doesn't let him tug it. He tugs nope. it himself. Touches it. Touches shows it. him. Pulls his pants back up. And he goes, you're not even going to play with it? And he goes, that wasn't the deal we made to play with it. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, well. He goes, now give, me, now give me the money. And the guy goes, oh, I don't know if, I'm not sure. Let me see if I have it. I'm not. He runs and he like finds like 400. And he goes, here you go. Guy I know grabs him by the shirt. He goes, motherfucker, I'm never going to forget that I did that for the rest of my life. You go find that movie. Or, I'm, or sorry, you go find that money or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Oh my God. And the guy goes, okay, okay, God. Runs, <laughs> goes to his room, gets the rest of the cash, gives it to him. Damn. <laughs> Bro, I suspect this guy has like dozens of these stories. We got. We maybe got to get him on here to talk about this. I could, I could listen to these it's stories fascinating. all day. Fascinating. Good on him to not, you know, your body is like... If you if you ask for X amount of money, like you best be getting that. You got to get the cash. I, I'd be upset too. I'm trying to think what I would have done in that situation. I probably would have bitched out and been like, "Yeah, you're right. I guess I didn't do much." Me too. It, it, it's I'm I'm worth four hundred. Give me the four hundred, dude. We're fine. I would have played with it for a while and then still <laughs> taken the four hundred and then said sorry <laughs> and then swam upstream to your final resting place immediately <laughs> afterward. <laughs> One thing that I like about having a smaller apartment is that it's much easier to clean. We find ourselves calling the cleaning lady less because it's actually possible to accomplish cleaning this apartment on our own. You know what I mean? Whether it's feeding the plant boy, keeping him nice and, and nourished, or cleaning the floors. Uh, we have washer dryer and unit now, great. And it's been really helpful as we have built up our inventory of cleaning products for the home to use Reboot Eco to help us restock and, and buy some stuff that's all natural and more and more sustainable packaging for the future of the environment. So I don't have to feel bad throwing stuff out that's super plasticky uh, and not recyclable. And uh, because apparently recycling stuff is much more difficult than it seems. Just because mm -hmm. you put it in recycling doesn't mean it gets recycled. That's a whole other conversation. But also remember that every single toothbrush you've ever used is still on the planet and will outlive you. That is a very depressing statistic. So I've switched over to the bamboo toothbrush. Uh, the bottom of the, of the toothbrush doesn't get moldy anymore the way the old one used to. They, they've actually painted the bottom so that it, it lasts for a long time and it doesn't get icky. Uh, and that's the same with all the products. They all work. They work as well as any normal product that you buy. The laundry detergent, the house cleaning products, the dryer sheets, all that stuff is much better for the environment and will do the exact same job that your favorite name brand uh, from the store would. So it's a really great step in the right direction as far as that goes, as far as living a nice, sustainable lifestyle uh, in every part of your home life. So right now you can go to RebootEco.com, use promo code OOPS, that will get you 15% off of your order. That's RebootEco.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. Well, let's let's take a, a little pivot here. This is starting to get pretty dark pretty yeah. fast. Any turkeys? Let, think, let's do the turkeys. So are you a turkey? Let's do the personal Gallerati edition of Are You a Turkey? Okay. The performing live comedy Are You a Turkey edition. 
one of my favorite ones, and I've talked, to, I've mentioned this briefly once, but we can flush this story out a little bit more. I was performing in St. Pete, Florida, which has become one of my favorite places to perform, apparently. It's funny, like, I had never been to certain parts of the country, and I was always like, I'll end up going eventually, and then I've ended up going a ton. Atlanta is one of those places, and now the greater Tampa, St. Pete area, another one. Um, so I'm performing in St. Pete. I, had, I was performing in Tampa that weekend, but one of the nights was St. Pete, right? Mm-hmm. So... Tampa, St. Pete, very different vibe, okay? The, the place I was doing in Tampa was sort of like a more traditional whatever. I was really into wearing Hawaiian shirts at this time. So, and I had worn it in New York and it had been kind of this fun thing. I had seen Schultz wear some like really cool button, button up short sleeve shirts. Schultz, who is like one of my inspirations in comedy, a person I look up to, who I hold in very high regard. I would ride into battle uh, with him for any, anything he wanted. Maybe even if it was, I didn't agree with the cause. I'd, I'd ride with him. That's how much I, I fuck with th- that guy. Um, so anyway, I'm like, I'm going to try to do that. But this is maybe an example of the shirt wearing you, not you wearing the shirt. So I have this Hawaiian shirt, Florida retirement style, button down short sleeve that I bought from H&M. I had bought it and, and worn it in New York City and loved wearing it. And when I was in Florida, I was like, you know what? I need, to, I need that shirt. So I go to H&M. I buy the shirt. I get the exact shirt. Now I go to St. Pete, I'm wearing that shirt on stage. It's a younger crowd. St. Pete's sort of like an emerging cool area mm-hmm. um, with cool spots. There's this bar we always go to there. With, it's a laundromat and you go, it's a bar, it's so cool, whatever, which I've talked about on the pod before. I've been there. Dirty Laundry. Yep. You've been there? Yeah, yep. it's cool, cool area. I forgot your family goes down there. So anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm performing on this show in St. Pete. I'd never performed in St. Pete. I'd performed in Tampa the night before. I'm performing in Tampa the next night. And I'm just thinking, okay, I'm in Tampa. I'm in Tampa. You know what I mean? The way that like, what's up New York? But you might be in Brooklyn. I didn't realize those things are different. So I go on stage with my Hawaiian shirt, Friday night, young crowd. And I say, Tampa, what's up? And everyone's like, dude, you're in St. Pete. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this is St. Pete. I might have the clip still. If I have it, I'll find it. We can post it. Uh, big L. Dead silence? No, it was just weird. And... I was digging out of it for the rest of the show. And when you're headlining a show Mm. and you're performing for an hour, you do not want to start your set by doing something that you have to dig out of for the rest of the set. So that is one. I was a turkey that situation for sure. I apologize, St. Pete. I've learned my lesson. And this has become the place I come the most on the road. You guys book me down there all the time. I really appreciate it. I love Coastal Creative. What a great venue. I'll be there November 10th. I think I'm going to maybe be there again in the beginning of next year or two. So St. Pete, what up? Yeah. Uh, number two, I'm filming my second filmed live comedy taping of my career. Number one, live at Gotham, uh, was on AXS TV, which it, which always sort of bothered me because it sounded like I was saying access TV, which sounds like a local channel, which doesn't sound like a, a credit. Mm-hmm. So I would literally say AXS TV to people so that they would know that it's like a legit thing. I'm like, Oh, Mark Cuban owns it, whatever. He'd previously been on Comedy Central, did that. Went fine, but I was like really anorexic at the time and had really stupid hair. And I washed my hair with like soft shampoo or something that day. And I just looked like some guy from a cheesy love novel without the (laughs) muscle mass. I just looked like a fucking turkey, dude. Mm. And I was in this this mindset that you needed to be really skinny to look really good on camera. And like that was how... And I actually have a really creepy story about that that I'll tell after this. But anyway, so... 
I'm about to go on stage and what happens to me sometimes before I'm about to go on, I'll, I'll, my, my mind will be working really quick, really quick. Wow. And I'll think of some shit and I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. And then I'll, I'll go up and I'll do that. I've never done it before. I'll go up and I'll do it. And I think that that's a cool quality that I have, to be honest. Uh-huh. And it's cool to be able to do that. So I'm like, I'm impressed by myself being able to do that typically, but there is a risk. Okay, so I'm about to do this show. It's um, it's at the Comedy Cellar. It's my first time performing at the Comedy Cellar. It's going to be on Title, which at the time was big. This, was this big thing? Very exciting. It must have been 2014, 2015, 2016. I don't remember specifically, but anyway. So I'm going up, and I decide right before I go on stage. This crowd, a couple people had made Hispanic references or something, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go up there and do like some hip hop material or something like, and not, not because the people were Hispanic, but it seemed like people were doing hip hop stuff and it was really working. So I'm like, that's it. I'm going to do a bit. I've never done. I think they'll like it. So I go up there and I'm, I'm making a joke about how I really like Southern hip hop at the time. That was a hot take. Like in my circles up here, like I, I was looked down upon for listening to future and thugger. Like people weren't on that wave yet. They weren't listening to that shit yet. They thought it was like stupid or something. You can't even understand them. So that was part of the joke. Right. But I go up there and I make some throwaway example about how I don't want to listen to an older rapper, make a new album. I'd rather listen to these young emerging guys, which I stand by that thing. But I made an example and the example was the wrong example. I talked about a New York rapper who I like a lot and hold in very high regard. It was just like, I could have said anybody, but I'm like, I don't want to listen to Jada Kiss's new album. I want to, and this is before Jada Kiss had his like uh, versus battle reemergence. You know what I mean? He was sort of in, in the, the latter part of his career, it seemed. And I make that reference. I'm like, I don't want to be like a Jada Entire crowd starts booing. Mm. 30 seconds into my second taped comedy show of my career. <laughs> entire crowd starts booing. What'd you do? How do you dig out of that? Dug my way out of it somehow. And I, I actually, and that bit that I pivoted to and did was like very performy. You could argue it was like a little hacky. I think at some point I like sang Gasolina or something like, it was like silly the way the bit progressed, mm-hmm. but I ended up saving it, I think. But just imagine getting booed at the beginning of your live taping, dude. Was it endearing or was it? Boo. boo it was real boo booing. Boo. Real booing. Wow. Here's this white guy in New York talking to a diverse crowd about how he doesn't want to listen to a New York legends new album. Oh my God. And the last time I did that, I got punched in the fucking face by a bouncer talking shit about Jay Z in like 2010, which I've told that story a bunch. I'm not going to tell it again right now. Um, but yeah, dude, so that's some Turkey shit, dude. Yeah. You don't want to be in a situation where you're digging yourself out of a hole. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, are you a turkey? Absolutely. Colorado learned his lesson. And sometimes you got to take L's to get W's. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? That's brutal. But dude, so that reminded me when I was telling you the story about thinking that being skinny was was the move. Um, and I, I forget if I talked about that on this pod or whatever. But like at the time, dude, this was the like EDM heyday. The skinny Euro dude was like getting all the chicks. So I was like, you know what? That's going to be my look, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I, I never was really able to get there without, and I don't know if you guys have seen my photo dump of all my crazy headshots, but the slide two, it's on my, on my Instagram slide two of that photo dump. I have long hair. Yeah, Ryan, pull that up. If you haven't looked at it, I have long hair and I am about 167 pounds and I am too skinny. 
you know you're too skinny when you're, some of your facial features just start looking way too big. Mm-hmm. My nose looks all big. My eyes look weird. My ears look all big. I look terrible in this picture. But I thought, I I'm, say that. I thought I'm almost there. If I can lose a few more pounds, I'll almost be there. You know what I mean? So I really was, I, I had an eating disorder at this time, literally. Mm-hmm. And somebody joked and commented on that, this guy, Greg, because uh, we talked about this on a past episode. He's like, this is, must have been when you were taking those 50-mile bike rides. And it was. It was 30 round trip, but I was also taking 50 mile bike rides, like not eating. It's fucked up. So anyway, so I thought you need to be the skinny guy. The, the seed may have been planted there where one time I was doing a show. This is a long time ago. It must have been 2011, 2012. And this like modeling agency guy was at the show and he goes, you, if you lost weight, you could be a model. And I was like, yeah. And I was already pretty skinny, dude. I was probably like 180. 180 is a good weight for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can like be a little muscular at that weight and be still be lean. That's a good weight for me. Um, so, and I'm not, I'm not that now, tell you that much. But the guy was like, if you lost weight, we should talk. And I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, try to lose 10 pounds and then come in for a consultation. Consultation's a bad word in the entertainment world. You don't want a consultation from an industry person. That's typically a scam, a consultation. You're not consulting. You're not, you shouldn't be paying money up front in any, ever, if you're looking to get into this. That is not a real thing. Anyway, so uh, I'm like, how do I do it? He was just eat salads for dinner only. And like, you should be able to do it. I'm like, okay. So I finally, I get there and I hit him up. I'm like, can I come in? I was like, oh, this would be a cool, cool way to make some money. So I go in, he, he makes me put on these little underwear mm-hmm. <laughs> and he starts coming up to me and like touching me, dude. He like touched my ass. Where did you meet him? In like an office, in like at after hours in an office space. So I don't even know if this guy was like a real modeling agent or not. He grabbed my butt and then he stuck his fingers like <laughs> through the underwear, but like into my butt crevice and then said, you could get fucked. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? What did you say? What did you say to that? I said, "Oh, thanks, dude." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's fucked up. I'm sure, no, it's traumatizing. No, it's not. It's not traumatizing at all. I don't give a shit. Okay. So it's alright. You could laugh away, but uh, I don't know, bro. God. I like took it in the moment. It's hard to like. It, sometimes it's hard to accept that that thing is happening in the moment that mm-hmm. you hear about. You're in denial. It was the same. Like when I saw my dad almost being pickpocketed, I thought the same shit. I'm like. Is, did my dad almost get pickpocketed? And then like 30 seconds later, like, holy fuck, that was almost really scary. So it was the same thing here. Oh. So he said that to me and I was like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and and then I forget what he said. If he, if he wanted me to get naked, I declined. Uh, he wasn't offering any money up front, so no shot. Yeah. Uh, and then he was also kind of like a weird looking dude. <laughs> you know, doesn't, doesn't help us, doesn't help us cause. Uh, and that was sort of it. It's it sort of nothing ever progressed from there this was like 10 years ago this must have been this guy's fetish no this is probably even longer ago this is probably 2011 okay i think i was producing my first show in the city my first live comedy show in the city and there was this really cool like drag show directly afterward and there was a lot of like model type of people hanging around so i think that may have been where i met this guy so anyway that was it but uh yeah it was pretty weird and maybe that maybe there's some weird thing there with me like the thinking i'm not skinny enough thing. I, I don't know who fucking knows, dude. Super toxic, weird shit. Mm-hmm. My parents hear this, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, mom and dad, it's tough out here. I know, uh, I know you're cool, but I'm sorry that happened. No, nah, it's fine. I truly don't care. Yeah. Um, I have a. Uh, if if we're changing subjects, I have a turkey. 
Oh, please. Sorry. I'm sorry that I we did the turkey combo and I moved on. Please. No, that's a that's crazy, dude. Oh, keep going. Uh, I went to uh, the beach with uh, Vic's family last weekend. Boy, and we were it was it was family beach day, and they got some uh, younger cousins, like a gr- group of five of them that are like around like 14, 13, 12, between the ages of twelve and fourteen. I got to wiggle my face while I say it. Twelve, fourteen. That's the kind of vibe. And uh, you know we we're playing wiffle ball and all this fun stuff, and and I brought the wiffle ball bat over to the ocean. Was it the standard narrow yellow wiffle ball bat? Yes, the and the uh, and the same standard uh, wiffle ball that goes with it. And uh, all the kids were in the water, and I'm bunting the wiffle ball towards them. So I'm not swinging fully. Not you're doing you're, you're doing infield. Let's do ground balls. Some ground ball practice. Everyone's having fun, and I hit the ball. And it goes into the water and it splashes next to this older gentleman. It had to be in his 50s. And he stops and he stares at it. And then he walks out of the water. And now I can see out of the corner of my eye, he's watching us do this. And he comes back into the water and he starts to walk in front of the kids that I'm hitting the ball to. And I hit it again and it lands right in front of him. And he picks up the wiffle ball and he comes up to me. And he just stares at me for a few seconds. And I look at him, I put my hand out and he looks at me. He's like, do you think it's a good idea to be hitting a wiffle ball where you could be splashing people with sand or water? <laughs> and I just stared at him cause I was baffled. I'm like, this guy's really triggered at this. And I just stuck my hand out and I said, give me the wiffle ball. <laughs> what? I said, I said, give me the wiffle ball. <laughs> and he just stared at me and he had like you know the the meme of uh of uh, arthur the aardvark with the clenched fist yes that was like the energy he had and he kept, he stared at me and i had my hand out and he gave me the wiffle ball back what a moment dude confrontational ryan in the field dude in the infield yeah in the infield <laughs> well i don't get why this guy was walking across the in, across the diamond dude he came back he wanted to do that yeah he wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, that yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that was the turkey move just go back to bro, what it's, you're a doing. it's a ball. wiffle ball it's not that splashy it's the least splashy ball yeah i'm sorry that you're too buoyant to submerge <laughs> the splash hit his unwatered chest like no not even his chest like his ankle like dude Turkey, turkey. And what that, beach is this? Uh, this was in this was on this was in Cape Cod. Oh, cool! It was awesome. Um, Cape Cod's beautiful. We had a great day, and I was, And then, uh, funny enough, about a half hour later, I have a tennis ball, and the kids are out there playing jackpot, and I'm just throwing the ball to What's them. What's jackpot? Basically, uh, one person's throwing the ball to a group of people that are far away, either it's in the ocean or on a field. And you throw the ball out. You scream a number. You have to collect a certain amount of points, and you get those points for every time you catch the ball. And uh, so I'll throw the ball, scream 500. Whoever catches it gets 500 got it, points, got it, got it. adds up to 1,000, 10,000, then you switch. But I was just designated thrower. And I'm throwing, like, I feel like I need to get Tommy John surgery. I'm just throwing, I'm throwing it so high, and the kids think it's so cool. They think it's sick. So it's the bit, like, I just feel like the coolest guy around. Yeah. And I am throwing them so high, so far. And uh, they're throwing it back. And these kids, you know, 12 to, to 14, there was a younger one too that was there and she would start to participate and they're throwing me the ball. And most of the throws are pretty inconsistent. So I have to like, you know, I'm protecting everyone behind me at the beach. And, uh, you know, I'm catching the ball. If, if I can't catch it, I jump up to try to slap it down or something. I don't want it to land towards anybody. Yeah. The one time the ball got past me, 
the tennis ball rolled right underneath the legs of the wife of the man Stop. that screamed at me with the wiffle ball. Did and she know already? She knew because I saw him staring at us and she like had this angry look and I ran over and then I broke. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I grabbed the tennis ball and I was like, I'm so, so sorry, guys. I, I, I'm so sorry. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, That's that a little funny. more legitimate. The yeah. tennis ball went to that the one. sunbathing woman. I get that. You're fine there. That was handled all well. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You were not the turkey there. That's for sure. Uh, Wiffle ball. Great summer activity. We used to play a lot of wiffle ball in my backyard. Yeah. And we had a a good field. So it was fun because my next door neighbor, Ryan, had had a really great field for wiffle ball. There was an actual fence. There was also the house. And then, you know, left field was the far one because you'd have to hit it over the pool for it to be a home run. Uh Um, But then he ended up moving and then my yard became the wiffle ball yard. And it was also a very good wiffle ball yard. And uh, we played a ton of wiffle ball. And I, I cheated because I wanted to have the most, I didn't really cheat, but like I exposed a loophole. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I would, I just had way more at bats. So I would inevitably be the home run champion. But home runs per at bat, Charlie was dominating me. Fucking Charlie. But, uh, but I had like a thousand more at bats than him. So naturally I was going to be crowned the home run champion. The king. I may have also extended the season to, to ensure that I won, uh, which Good. unethical. Good. Um, guys, if I have a recommendation for you, if you have not, first of all, I have to say I'm a big Charlie D'Amelio fan. Me too. Think she's great. Love her vibe. I know I famously met her that one time. We chatted. I tried to play it cool. She was presenting a trophy to one of the undercard people at the Jake Paul fight, which I attended with Pete and co. And uh, I was like, oh, you've been carrying that thing all around all day? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Nice. You know? Nice. <laughs> but I was keeping it appropriate. She was a minor, I believe, still at the time. So I wasn't going to overstep. Not that I would have anyway. Uh, but, you know, very respectful encounter with my girl, Charlie. Um, but, dude, I find her to be one of the best, you know, modern day celebs. I get that she got famous dancing on TikTok. But, bro, this girl can dance. If you're looking for something good to watch, Watch the Charlie D'Amelio Dancing with the Stars compilation. Spoiler alert, she won the whole thing. Uh, and she is exceptional. She is so good. And Hill Dog and I watched it and we're like, wow, this rules. Uh, so that is something that I recommend watching. Doesn't she have a uh, reality show with her family? With her sister and something. I could see her in, you know, in the, this generation's Kardashian level of fame mm. as she gets older. She rocks, dude. She's cool. She's the best. I hope she keeps dancing. We got to get her on the pod, dude. Yeah, Imagine. sure. Yeah. Charlie, what up? Shoot her a message. Come Easy. on the pod. We're big fans. Uh, you know, yeah. we're not the biggest pod in the world, but we're solid and our foundation is strong. Yeah. We are, we have a big group of good people who are going to be nice to you. You're good people. Nice nurturing group of, of nice folks. I'd like to share a tip. Please. Real quick. So uh, I was at a uh, an event where there were a lot of people and whenever you forget a name, I know sometimes the, the right thing to do is to just be like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Um, can you remind me of what it is? But I actually have a tip that I think is better. If you don't know somebody's name, come in with some heavy like, oh my God, hey, energy, <laughs> and give them a big hug. And that will immediately delete the slightest thought that they don't know that you don't know their name <laughs> i i was doing that at an event where it was with uh, some of victoria's extended family 
and they they know my name because I'm one person, but there's like 30 people and I, I did not know. I just forget. And it's hard. You, I need flashcards to prep for some of these events. <laughs> and uh, and a couple of the people that I don't see very often, um, I came up to them with strong energy and I was like, oh my God, hey, it's so good to see you. And I gave them a big hug. Um, so if you're ever caught in that type of situation, just go for the big hug. No one's going <laughs> to come out of that hug asking, what's my name? So. so dude, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. This is what I would this is how I would reply to that. You can also just call them dude. Are you just not a duder? You're a hey Mike. I don't like you getting, feel insincere. I not that I don't like getting duded, but when I get duded, I'm aware that they probably don't know my name. Interesting. Unless everyone's getting duded. Dude, people who call me Julio, it actually sometimes weirds me out. Like <laughs> Like it feels like I'm in therapy. They're like, "Wow, that sounds really great, Julio." Yeah. They just keep saying Julio. I'm like, "Dude, stop saying, stop saying my name, dude." But no, bro. Like, uh, so okay, this is where I find it to be a problem if you don't know the name. Uh, if you don't know the person's name, and you are with somebody else who's never met them, you now have to introduce them to each other. Mm-hmm. That sucks. So, <laughs> oh, so that's brutal. So, dude, yeah, that's like brutal. Yeah. So, what I will do is I will seem like, as I'm introducing them, I temporarily get distracted. So I'll be like, oh, have you guys met? And I'll be like, oh, hey. And then I just like, look, I'll be like. <laughs> and then they say their name. Like, like say the person I know says their name. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this person will say their name first. Sometimes they never say it at all. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Oh, hey. But I pretend I just didn't notice. But then they'll be like, I'm Taylor. And I'll be like, Taylor. As if I'm saying it as they said it. This is Taylor. This is Taylor. That tends to work, dude. It yeah. seems obvious, but it's, it's gotta, ridiculous. It's, you got to really sneak in there at the perfect moment. But actually, so I did such a solid for fucking Hill Dog the other day. We were at our favorite spot uh, having brunch, which I know Big G's going to get a kick out of because he said, you're always a brunch. We're not always a brunch, but anyway. Uh-huh. So uh, somebody walks by that we know. Hillary, we stop, we talk to them, whatever. Then somebody else walks by. Or sorry, Hillary said, oh, I saw, I walked by someone whose name I forgot. Uh, I, and I, I didn't see her, but thank God, because I forgot her name and that would have been awkward. I'm like, oh shit. That person ends up walking by and goes, Hey, cause we're sitting outside and Hill goes, Hey, and she's like, you know, I saw you. I actually saw you before. I thought I saw you, but I wasn't sure. And I immediately know that it's the person and I immediately interrupt. I go, Hey, I'm Julio. Nice to meet you in a way where it would have been weird for Hillary to introduce me. Nice. And she then say the name Hillary later told me I actually ended up remembering her name. But thank you for doing that. That's nice. And I was like, this is very solid, ebbing and flowing. As my grandparents would say when they're describing a couple that's meant together, they'd be like, mm-hmm. he's ready to leave and she's already out the door. Yeah. I'm like That's the kind of couple energy I'm trying to provide here. That's great. We were at a, uh, I was at a brewery about a year ago and I saw a guy from college that was there that I, I knew his name in college. I completely blanked on it. And I knew, I, I knew that he knew my name. So before I went up to him to say, hey, I went on my phone and I went onto Facebook in the wow. bathroom and I just was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and eventually, like him. 15 minutes of scrolling, my friends were like, right, just come out, it's not a big deal. I finally find out <laughs> that Alex is at the bar. And so I am so proud. I'm like, fucking A, I'm gonna come up and I'm gonna give him the, I know who you are 120%. I go up to him, I'm like, Alex, what's up, bro? And he's like, hey, dude. He didn't remember my name. Uh... Hate to see it. Hate it. 
dude don't feel don't feel so bad bro i never call people i don't think i've ever called you ryan except on the podcast to make mm-hmm. it obvious i'm like dude and it's not like i'm an ass i'm not like an asshole like where like you don't know my name it's not like that you just feel bad it's just a uh you didn't feel memorable I don't know. I just, I like remembering people's names and I feel bad and I don't know if other people feel bad if they don't remember names. Mm. So I just assume that they do. Solid. Not that it bothers me, yeah, but I just fair. want to make sure that I'm not making anyone feel bad. Completely fair. Dude. Makes me feel bad. So, yeah, I get you. It's all good, bro. Um, well guys, uh, we got a couple good emails here that we want to run through. Thank you for sending your emails. We always enjoy reading them. They're always pretty damn funny. Uh, we'll always get back to you even if we don't end up reading it on the air. So, uh, here we go. First one uh, is New York City, New Jersey trip advice. Hmm. Uh, Hey guys, OG fan. I've been really enjoying the recent episodes, especially the travel advice and stories. Big G's episodes, my personal favorite, true icon and star. Agreed. Uh, I'm moving my sister to Boston from Chicago at the end of August. We are driving. Then I was supposed to fly home from there. However, your recent episode inspired me to go to two new states. I've gone to 46 so far, just needing Alaska, Idaho, Vermont, and New Jersey. We are now stopping for a detour, uh, detour night in Vermont. I have that all figured out. I plan to take a bus into New York City and then go to New Jersey for Liberty State Park. But from there, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm only going to be able to spend about 24 hours in New York City and New Jersey. There's so much I want to do, and I don't know what to prioritize. I clearly need to do things in New Jersey, but I've also never been to NYC. So if you only had 24 hours in the city, what would make it to the top of your list to do? Also, I would appreciate uh, any food recommendations. Okay, so a couple things come to mind here. First of all, uh, when you're planning a trip, it's okay to do it gradually. You can't just like fully plan the perfect trip right away. Kind of keep it in the back of your mind and anytime it comes up or somebody gives you a recommendation or something pops up on TikTok or whatever, just start making a little list of the stuff you want to do and then don't be overwhelmed by the idea of, oh, I have to do all of this in the time. That's a bad way to approach it. Uh, and I, I struggle with this too. You know, I'll be planning a trip to, say I wanted to go to Iran. Iran's such a big country. It has so much amazing shit in it. It overwhelms me the idea of planning that trip. Like sometimes I get, I'm happy knowing that I'm going to a really small country where I can actually see everything. You shouldn't look at it like that. Just go enjoy the things you're going to do. You know, plan enough that you can do some stuff, but don't worry if you don't make it to everything. So that's the first thing I'll say. Um, But secondly, New York recommendation for 24 hours. Very simply, I think the thing that's most uh, most unique about New York is how walkable it is, how skyscrapery it is for such a long period of time, and how much is going on in such a small uh, in such a small area. So, if I had only twenty four hours in New York City, what I would likely do is I'd pick a couple spots that I wanted to go visit. And to be honest, I don't think they would be the Empire State Building. I would maybe walk by the Empire State Building, but I wouldn't feel the need to go in the Empire State Building. You're inside the building. Now, maybe if you love Art Deco architecture or whatever, maybe it's a different story for you. But spoiler alert, you can get a higher up view of the city somewhere else. So the destination is looking at it from the outside. The Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building, the you know, these are like touristy things. Um, and I would argue in New York City, the really touristy things. Now, granted, of course, you should see them and go to see them, but the really touristy things are really a bit of a vibe killer compared to what the city really has to offer. Times Square is cool, sure, worth seeing, but my recommendation to you, don't get hung up on any tourist tourist shit. 
walk by it all. I would say you can walk from the top of the island almost. Now, granted, I would probably start around 96th Street or like maybe near Central Park. Make a really cool walking route for yourself and just walk. You can walk by Central Park. You can walk by the Chrysler Building. You can walk by the Empire State Building. You can walk all the way down to One World Trade Center, you know, where uh, the Freedom Tower is or whatever they call it. Uh, You can walk through Times Square. You can make a really fun route and you can assemble cool stuff along the way. I would look at the infatuation for food recommendations. I find that they have like the coolest new restaurants. I think that like the obvious New York City restaurants aren't always the move. You can like end up somewhere where it's like a super touristy and like not that cool. Uh, but then there's the obvious spots like, you know, Balthazar that are like New York staples. You know what I mean? I love sugarfish if you're looking for sushi. Um, and any hot items that you find online are probably maybe worth checking out. There's this place in Brooklyn that has, uh, they make breakfast burritos with like New Mexican hatch chilies. I really, I'm meaning to go there. It's called Santa Fe BK. It sounds pretty cool to me. Um, definitely walk around Williamsburg too, if you can. Or there's this new thing where they're doing a bacon, egg and cheese and like a scallion pancake also somewhere in Williamsburg. It's like little shit like that. But the, the theme here, walk around the city. That's the thing that's so sick about it. It's walkable. It's safe. You don't have to be worried uh, walking around, even at night, to be honest. I've never really felt, knock on wood, but I've never felt threatened. And if there's a person who seems threatening, who's sort of like not walking in a straight line, or you can smell them from a, while, a ways away and they're gyrating, just get couple arms lengths away from them and you'll be fine. Um, But I, you know, it's a good idea to be aware of your surroundings in any city, but I've never felt uh, in danger here. So I think that's my advice. I don't know, Ryan, if if you have anything out of that. No, that's great. One thing I would add, you don't need to go to the most viral TikTok spot either. Those places tend to be overrated. You kind of highlighted that. Yeah. But uh, some of my favorite nights in the city have uh, been ones where there have been no reservations made and we just walk around and we stumble into a place. You're going to find good stuff wherever you go. Totally. So don't worry too much. Uh, I've been to the TikTok spots before. And they are either lines around the corner. And they're an hour to an hour and a half long of a wait. Um, not worth it. Just yeah. you'll, you'll feel it out and you'll find something good. And uh, it's, it's very uh, overstimulating when you start searching and trying to plan things out via TikTok. So you can't, I'd yeah. advise you not to do that. Yeah. And in general, I think that's a, that's a decent, uh, definitely a decent recommendation. One thing I will say though, is like, depending on when that is, you're moving into school. So if it's like the end of August, you can probably get into the good restaurants, but if it's like September, it can be hard to get into like the top spots if you're a big foodie. And if you are a big foodie, it'll be easy to find the restaurants. But I think some of those suggestions I made are pretty good. And that's I think great. you should be in a good spot with that. That sounds like that's a great way to do it. Yeah, pretty good. And I guess we'll save the other email for another episode. Uh, another great episode, Ryan. Always fun chatting with you. Um, telling you guys some fun, crazy, weird stories or whatever is going on in our lives. We love interacting with you. We love having this be sort of a conversation where you guys are involved. So any thoughts you have, we always love hearing it. We're not annoyed. Uh, So feel free to hit us up, comment, subscribe to our YouTube, watch the YouTube, please. Um, That's super helpful. Even if, you know, if if you really are trying to help us and I get that people are busy, you're helping us by being involved at all. So don't feel the need to do this. But if you listen in your car, throw it up on the YouTube when you get home. Also, even if you're not going to watch it, just click it. A lot of visuals that we're we're adding, any of the photos that we're talking about, any of the stories that we're sharing, even if we don't mention it on the podcast, if we have a photo or a video that goes along with it, it's on the screen. Yeah, we're making the pod super interactive. Uh, So get in there and check it out. Buy some merch. Uh, we might have a couple new items coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, 
yeah at, at not julio at ryan is really polite give him a follow get involved involved in his stuff at oops podcast oops podcast at gmail.com uh and all that other stuff so looking forward to seeing you not julio.com for tickets i got a few more dates coming up this year which i already mentioned earlier in the episode hoping to add some more uh you know uh, once they send them my way unfortunately i don't get to decide but uh requesting me at some of the spots you like to see me can help so do that and uh that's it thank you thanks